Uh, there are two teachings, short, short uh, phrases from different texts that are very similar in uh, the content of the teaching. <clears throat> so one is one phrase from the Diamond Sutra and the other from the Sin Sin Min, which is uh, a composition. <clears throat> and uh, this part of the Diamond Sutra says, Um, without abiding anywhere, let your mind come forth. Without abiding, without staying. without being fixated in a, any particular thought or concept or idea. Just allow your mind realize, come forth. In the Sin Sin Min, we read, Do not seek for the truth. Just cherishing opinions. So, we don't have to seek for the truth. We may think or we may have thought so. But with this practice, we learn to flow with a knowing mind. And since we are not dwelling on anything, since we are flowing with each moment with full attention, our mind comes forth, manifests itself, just as it is. Without 
cherishing opinions, truth reveal, reveals itself. One may think uh, someone who has not had a good experience practicing may think that like us sitting in silence or thinking about this practice is some form of spiritual death. or reading this passage. <clears throat> Certainly our minds are still in the sense that they are not following thoughts. But if we are practicing correctly, awareness with practice is a very lively, very vital event we use a method there are different methods but you know method that we use is something which connects us with life with each moment after each moment any situation any thing that we do any action of course as long as it is something not harmful that is why we have always sila which is morality in the base of our practice. But having said that, any action we do with full attention in what we are doing, mind comes forth. Our true nature comes forth. Uh, in the Diamond Sutra, which it uh, is a composition of about 
uh, I don't remember exactly, 33 or so uh, parts. In the very, very first part, when Ananda starts saying, thus have I heard at one time. In this very first part, uh, and uh, this I read it in two commentaries, one by Red Pine and another by Sangrachita. And both of them uh, emphasize the importance of this first page which is easily overlooked as something that is not important. Because really the, what we could identify as a teaching comes a particularly from the third paragraph, so to speak. Very direct way in which the Buddha is pointing something. So this first page, this just describes the situation. Before <clears throat> a, Subhuti asks a question. So to be brief, it just says that the Buddha was with his disciples in Anathapindika's park, and he was preparing to go for begging his food. So there is a description with certain detail of the Buddha preparing, putting his robe, walking, begging his food, coming back, washing his bowl, putting away his robe, washing his feet and sitting down. <clears throat> so, the importance of this passage is that through it we get glimpse of an ordinary day of the Buddha. And we can imagine him looking very mindful and eating in complete, with complete attention. And then coming back and 
taking care of his feet. Every action is as important as sitting in meditation for a practitioner. Is this, to be more brief, this practice is the connection of our pure awareness with whatever is going on in life and sustaining this attention in a continuous way, as continuous as the moment after moment after moment. Abiding nowhere. This is a little digression, just, but it comes to mind. Uh, this morning, very early, I was having a quite <clears throat> uh, Of course, I'm not going to describe it. But at some point, I was somewhere in Mexico City, which is such a huge city. And I was wondering, I don't remember where I was going, but shall I take the subway? No, no, no. I should take a taxi. So anyway, the situation was, I was going somewhere. And then uh, there was a point in which I was, I was kind of flying. But anyway, there was a point in which there was this feeling of no need to go anywhere. If this city is so vast, so infinite, it's completely foolish to attempt to go somewhere. So just stay where you are. That was the thing. And staying there was so peaceful. So in our retreat, we are going nowhere. When you finally let go of thoughts and feelings and this and that, then you start enjoying so much the retreat. Because you breathe with every breath fully, with every moment, with what is happening.
timelessness. Of course, we struggled over and over again. But constant practice has a power. And you have to trust that. That in the moment, all these attachments, which are not uh, part of us, so to speak, they are not originally us. What is originally us is our true nature. So all these attachments lose strength because what has gained strength is our practice. So let's keep going until then, which has no end. <laughs>